This was never going to be an easy fight. My men and I were left with nothing but our bare fists and our wits to fight with. Outnumbered and outgunned, what hope was there for us? Perhaps things are not as bleak as at first glance. After all, our island is the only one abound with food and fresh clean water. We live on a tropical paradise in comparison to the squalor those scoundrels must call home. Cornelius and his boys could kill as many as they wanted, but even the most diligent followers would abandon them without basic sustenance. I knew then that he was coming. Sooner or later, he would be here. Make them head on, men! These bastards couldn't hit the broadside of a barn! Out of the way! Move out to the left! Do not be intimidated! Get to the ship first. He will hear the truth if it is with my dying breath. Wooter, over there! You four, come with me! Chase Hayes down or this will be all for now. How does one explain this mess? Where will I even begin? Good morning, Commander. No, that's no good. You won't believe what's happened. This is hardly good news. Come back here, Hayes! Don't do this to us! We can work out an agreement! No, you can't stop me, Wooter! This is the end of you. You and your master, Cornelius. Okay, here it is. This must be close enough. Who goes there? Commander Pelsart. I bring the grimmest of news. Cornelius, leading... Mutiny and killing and and we need you. Look, just over there. Please help us, sir. What? Mutiny? Who? Where? Take me there at once. Oh, 
Gott! You, lay down your arms, mutineers, and I may show mercy yet. Now, where is Anilus? absurd. What lunacy have I stumbled across? For over a month, my men rode diligently through high seas and vicious storms. We pushed on evermore, my duty to the VOC guarding us ever forwards. We stopped when we had to, encountering the aborigines of this foreign land, an opportunity I wish I had more time to exploit. With the navigational skills of a sober Jacobs, an unlikely ally in the end, we found ourselves in the port of Batavia. I was surprised at the honor he displayed that day when he readily handed himself and his accomplice Everett's over to the authorities. It seemed I was right about him after all. In Batavia I immediately sought out rescue and happenstance across a small merchant ship called the Sardin Furnace. The tongue lashing that I received in port from Governor General Cohen is, I am sure by now, the story of folk. A captain is supposed to go down with his ship, he explained to me. I already felt such guilt for leaving the crew behind, but now, more than ever, I regret this decision. I feel so much how many have died in my absence. What must they think of me now? As if in culmination of all my nightmares, the dogs who dared to plan a mutiny against me did far more than I could ever imagine possible. <laughs> No one will remember the success of my trade. No, I imagine this will now be the highlight of my career with the glorious VOC. A mistake that will never be forgiven for. A mistake that will forever haunt my soul. I will have restitution for this. Mark my words, these people deserve to see the scoundrels hung. I shan't dare mishandle this either. A poor performance would see me pushed into an early retirement. I must begin my investigation today, and no later. I can't give those bastards any time to formulate some improbable story. Today, they will face me. Today, they will see what happens when one trifles with the VOC. I will be honest with you. I didn't believe them when they said it was you that was responsible for this mess. I didn't think you had it in you. You lack the intellect, the charisma. So, enlighten me. How did you manage to pull this off? Quiet, are we? That's fine. 
I have other methods of gathering what I need. Guards! <gasps> say something! God damn it, say something! Fine! It was Jacobs. It all came from Jacobs, you must believe me. I've never seen a man of his intelligence before. We both know that's more than a mistruth. That is a lie. We have dealt with Jacobs. We know what he's capable of, and we know what he's responsible for. Now, please, Cornelius, start talking. I do not want to hurt you. Commander Pelsart, I have not told you one lie, I swear to God. I told you I did not want to hurt you. Guards. Now, are you going to talk? Or shall I have another go? <coughs> okay. Okay. I'll talk. Please, sit down. Guards, give us a moment, please. As you wish, Commander. My dear Lucretia, I... I truly cannot imagine the horrors you must have experienced on this island. I will never be able to forgive myself for the madness that has unfolded here. Nor can I. What? I don't blame you. Really, I don't. Better men would have done the same. Please, I understand. You understand? Have you been living in terror, scared that one night you might be dragged from your tent and raped by every drunken brute? Or... Or have you not turned your back in two months because you fear that a dagger will enter it if you do? Have you prayed to God for the courage to drown yourself? Have you? Please, please understand that I couldn't stay. If I did, we would have been trapped on this island until the end of our days. Never to be united with our families again. Never to hold their hands and embrace the ones we love. I saw your husband while I was there, Lucretia. He has rushed to Castle Batavia the moment he heard the news. He misses you, and he promised me that your new life will be worth this terrible misadventure. Now, Lucretia, I need to talk to you about something rather delicate, confidential, just between the two of us. I swear to the fatherland that I will never mention a word to your husband. What is it? I know you. We know each other. You're a woman of high moral standing. And yet, I've been hearing rumours from the men. Accusations that you turned into something no better than a... a common whore during this ordeal. That you were Cornelius's personal... Uh, chambermaid. What would you say to such accusations? You're right. I am a woman of high moral upstanding. I was raised in a very important family, and I have a husband that is more prince than pauper. But know this, even a woman such as myself is willing to degrade herself for survival. Did I degrade myself? No. No, I did not. Not once. I miss the warm relationship we once enjoyed on the ship. I still consider you a friend, and that is why it pains me to do this. All I ask is that you do not lie to me. Lie to you? I have confessions from Matthias and Walter that you are often by his side, and I have a testimony from Zivank too. 
He claims the two of you ate dinner alone on an occasion and that he once heard Cornelius put his hands on you. Tell me the truth. Were you more involved than you are letting on? Yes. He did once put his hand on me. Zivank hasn't been lying to you in that manner, but there's more. No better? Of course I'm no better! I'm the fucking king of the beasts! Get over here now! I will have you, woman! Lucretia, what am I doing? What has happened to me? I am not of a sound mind. I am truly sorry. I can't do this. Thank, thank you? You've, you've heard the stories, haven't you? Of the mad King Cornelius. The man who can kill you with a wave of his hand. The man who holds the leash of the most vile dogs on this island. I don't want to be that man. I am trapped, Lucretia. Each week, I have to fuel this facade further and further. I am forced to be insane in their eyes. Today, I had to rape you, just to prove that I could. Prove that I could hurt anyone. Cornelius, why do you do this then? What choice do I have, Lucretia? If they do not believe that I am a lion among men, they will replace me with someone who is truly diabolical. I have come too far to make a change. I accept what I have done is wrong. They respect you. Surely you can bring an end to this madness. No, no, no. Don't flatter me. All I do is control their vices. If they want to kill, if they want to look at our treasures, if they want to claim a woman for themselves, they come to me. They ask for my permission. Now, if I started to deny more and more of their requests, they would revolt. I would be gone in a heartbeat. This island would be lawless in complete anarchy. I always believed you were demented, violently insane. Now that I know you have all this mapped out, I don't know whether to be sickened or impressed. Be sickened, please, Lucretia. Now let me do some good. I can help you. By now, you would have noticed how they look at you, how their mouths salivate as you walk by. Why have none of them attacked you and claimed you for themselves, hmm? I told them you belonged to me, that you were mine, and that if they dared touch you, I would personally cut each finger that touched your soft, supple skin. Why? Why did you do that? They are vile, disgusting men. I knew that their carnal desires would not stay subdued once they realized that this would be their new home. Now, listen to me. I can keep you safe for as long as we live here. I will not dare to make any inappropriate advances, and all you will have to do is to pretend to be my earnest, loving concubine. The men will keep their distance, and you will no longer have to live in fear. My god. He said all of that to you? Yes, he did. 
So he didn't rape you? No, not once. He never laid a single hand on me after that night. Please, Lucretia, if you know anything else, you must tell me. He used to cry. So much. Nearly every night I would hear him weeping after everyone had left for the night. He would sit in a ball on the other side of the tent with tears streaming down his face. Every night? Yes, every night. He rarely confided in me. That was the only time. He's not how you imagine him. I don't think he's evil. I don't think he's a good person, but he's not evil. If things were different, I don't think that he would ever imagine doing this. He became the Mad King Cornelius. He wasn't born this way. Don't lie to me, Cornelius. I know that you're an honest man deep down. Just tell me the truth. You were their king. You can explain to me what happened and we can have justice for the victims. Bring the perpetrators to justice, Cornelius. Please do the right thing. You have a wife, don't you? Imagine if your wife had gone through this. You would want her to have justice, right? Do it for her. Give him one more. Help them! Help yourself! This doesn't have to end with you being strung up. We can work something out. Again! Stop! 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 I, I think he's... I concede you, Commander. It's true. All of it. Please. You have to stop. I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, and there it is, gentlemen. A confession from Cornelius. Hold your tongue, dog. I can't bear to have another word from your filthy mouth. Under Dutch law, I am given full authority to sentence you and your rabble to the hangman's noose. The people will have their justice, Cornelius, and you will get what is coming to you. Listen, listen. Today is a very important day for all of you. I have gathered you here because I have brought my inquiries to a close. I know many of you have gone through the most harrowing experience of your lives. For when witness to scenes so disturbing that I expect you will struggle to forget them. Well, today I hope to bring closure to you, to the good people of Batavia. Let justice be brought on the devils who dared mutiny against the Republic, against me, and against all of you. God, bring them out. These are the men who are responsible for the horrors you have experienced. Don't be afraid. Don't be quiet. Whatever you need to say, say it now. Aha. Feeling sheepish, are we? Now, no matter. Once I reveal the veracity of what has unfolded, 
I know you will respond very differently. The first man I would like you to cast your eyes on is this fellow here, your great leader. Don't let his scraggly beard and tattered rags fool you. Hayes, bring Cornelius a little closer so the crowd can see him clearly. The fatherland has never seen a killer more cold-blooded than this man. Under merchant Geronimus Cornelius, you have confessed to inciting the murders of over 150 men, women and children performed by these followers of yours. Now, gentlemen, I am talking to you who are bound in chains and standing on this stage. Know this. Cornelius is not your friend. He never was. Any charming word he ever spoke was merely driven by personal motive. His mad desire for power. He never cared for you or even trusted you. You were but pawns in his game. Yes, it's true. The gold, the silver, and even the paradise he offered you were all but lies. Who even tried to testify against you all? Of course, of course, you are not free from my scrutiny. All of you were so willing to accept what this malignant man offered you. Were you all so devoid of hope, so disenchanted with reality? These honeyed words convince you to murder men and women who have done nothing to you, to take concubines as you please, to dismiss God and all he stood for, and take on the teachings of an absolute madman. I am sorry to say that there is no forgiveness for people such as yourselves. Now, Cor <laughs> what is this? You, oh, you wish for pity, do you? Pity for your deceit. Pity for the wanton murder of all these good people. Pity, pity for how you drove Andreas de Vries to the very limits of insanity. And there is only punishment for those who so willingly indulge their vices as you and your men have done. Geronimus Cornelius, for such depraved sins, I sentence you to have both your hands torn from where they rest, and then for you to be publicly hung at dusk. As for your followers, I have reviewed each of your cases individually, and I have concluded that you shall each have your right hand torn from where they rest, and then you too shall be publicly hung at dusk, all except for one Jan Pelgrim. Instead, you will be left on this strange land to engage with the Aborigines, as an emissary of the VOC. I suggest you use that time productively. You all have Cornelius to thank for this. May God have mercy on all your souls. I will gladly watch you die, Cornelius. Die! You've done this to us! Go to hell, you could! It is because of you that I'll never see my family again. Sit down, you worthless quit! I don't want to hear a sound from you. You can't decide. He pretends that he has me figured, but I know in his heart he doesn't know if I am some small-brained imbecile like the rest of them, or a sly, cunning fox that will get out of this. If I am being honest with myself, I am neither. But... 
The uncertainty scares him. Look at me. Here I am shackled in permanent darkness. My hands are completely numb, but I can still feel these cold metal cuffs. <sighs> oh, I did care for them, like my brothers. Not since my marriage have I felt such a bond. My beautiful wife. I miss her. And I miss my crew. But they aren't coming, are they? They aren't thinking of me. They believed Pelsa. Every last word of it they believed. Zivank, Matties, even Wouter. I know they are disenchanted, but they were the dearest of companions. Truly. Now they see me strung up and stare at me with vindication. I can't do this. I can't. I can't die this way. I can't stand there in front of my men and let Pelsar get his petty revenge. I don't want to feel such agony, nor feel my soul slowly leave my body as I dangle there lifelessly. Gah! Quiet down, Cornelius. I told you not to make a sound. I need you to help me. Please. I can't stand this anymore. Please, come closer. Yes, that's it. I need to tell you something. Back home, I was a trained apothecary. Had my own little shop and everything. I have an elixir in my tent. It's, well, special. Nothing like you've ever experienced before. It can make you feel the heavens above. But if you ever overindulge, oh, it will send you straight down to hell. I need to go to hell. And I'm sure that you would love to touch the sky if you understand me. Why should I trust you? Look at me, shackled in the dark, alone on some island in the middle of the ocean. What do I have to gain? Lying to a lowly guard? I am simply begging for death. Be honest. How good is this elixir? I have never taken it personally. But I have witnessed patients riddled with tumours describe the feeling of joy and satisfaction after ingesting this godly liquid. Fine, you have yourself a deal. But it better be as good as you say. You have my word. Ah, fine, fine. Old man Van Woodson came in again about his damn back. I swear, if that man hunches any further, his face will be at his belly button. <laughs> Do you, my love? Yes, thank you. What's the occasion? Well, I have some news that I wanted to tell you. I'm with child. Oh, thank the heavens! 
This is incredible news! But how do you know? Well, I had an inkling a couple of weeks ago and today I saw Dr. Frederick. He confirmed it, my love. If all goes well, we'll have a little one by May. I knew that we would conceive again. Okay, um, okay, yeah. I'll have to run to the shop. I have some elixir that can help you. If you take it, I promise that we'll have a strong boy by May. Geronimus, thank you. Thank you for, for staying by my side. I don't think that I would be here if it wasn't for you. All day, all darn day, I had to stop myself from running to your shop. But I'm so glad I waited. You look just as happy as I have imagined. I don't think I've seen a smile on your face this large since our wedding. I cannot wait to start this new chapter with you, to raise a son with you. This has been my dream since I was a little girl. Thank you for making it come true. Cornelius, where are you? I'm right here. Is there any news? It's a boy, a beautiful, healthy boy. Oh, thank goodness. Thank God. How is my wife? She isn't doing well. I'm sorry to say there were some complications. What complications? She's not breathing. Look, the doctor is doing all he can, I assure you. No, 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 no. What? Please, don't say this. Surely it can't be. <laughs> doctor, she hasn't left the bed for weeks. Nothing is working. God damn it, you listen to me! That is my wife! I need you to do something, anything! Her eyes are not shutting. What is this devilry? All we can do is prescribe leeches to calm the fever. She has lost too much blood. In the meantime, make sure she is consuming enough. This is not uncommon for a mother. Often their wombs will swell after the birth of the child. <sighs> Darling, I'm... I'm here. Talk to me. Look after him. Protect him. It's all I have. All that is important. Raise him for both of us. I am sorry to hear about your wife's passing. She was so young. There must be something I can do for you. No. No, please. Anything. Let me help you. It's true. I can't look after him. I need to be at the shop all day, every day. You want to help? Then take care of my son. I'll give you a room and ten guilders a month. Care for him like your own son. But if anything happens to him, I... Cornelius, I am the woman for the job, I assure you. What have you done to him? These eyes are not seen straight. He stopped crawling two weeks ago. You gave me your word. He's meant to be strong. He's meant to be healthy. I promised her. Now look at him. He will get better, Cornelius. Don't worry. If you keep worrying, those grey hairs will start to shine. What is that on your arm? You have swords. Oh, God, he has them too. What have you given him, you filthy harlot? There's no need for any of that. It's just a bit of fun, is all. I knew it. 
You've been whoring yourself out while I've been gone, haven't you? Haven't you? You disgust me. My boy, my poor boy is sick. You've done this to him. He can't die like this. He can't die like this. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't die like this. Help me, please. Somebody. I need. I need. Hey. What's, what's happened? Hey! Somebody! There's something wrong with him. He's not breathing. Somebody should get Pelsa. Ladies and gentlemen, never has one man brought such shame to the fatherland. A man so cowardly that he poisoned himself last night and then begged this very morning for the antidote. <laughs> yes, that's right. He was even too cowardly to take his own life. Now, I don't think that there is a man, a woman or child who has not been waiting in anticipation for this execution. I hope you played peace with your demons. I know you were once an honourable man. In some senses, you still are, as I understand it. But what you have done here on these islands, it can never be forgiven. Not by those living, nor those dead. Mark my words, this is not revenge. This is justice. <laughs> I have asked Lucretia to remain on the ship during this. It's only for the best. Thank you, Commander Pelsa. I can't bear for her to see me like this. But, before I die, I want to- Come on, you rat. We don't have all day. No, wait, no! Ah. I can't do this! Pelsa, please! No, 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 please! Ah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode four. This is justice. Batavia <laughs> yeah. was written and created by Shabira Kanbai and Paul Dixon. Jeremy Hoskins was Jeronimus. Oh, starring. <laughs> starring Jeremy Hoskins as Jeronimus Cornelius. Lachlan McIntyre as Francisco Pelsart and additional voices. Talib Makunde as Lucretia van der Meilen and additional voices. Will Collett as Weber Hayes and additional voices. Hunter Rogers as We Lose. And introducing Amy Jenkins as Cornelius' wife. Gen Kinoshita was our composer. Jamie Palamountain was our recording engineer. 
and provided additional voices. Rashna Farooq was our social media editor. And a special thanks to Waroni Radio and the ANU School of Music. And in particular, Matt Barnes and Craig Greening. No, just, just say this, just say this. Paul and I hope, Paul, Paul and I hope you enjoyed the Batavia Radio Show.